0: I'm just doing
1: what I gotta do. Fly, in the rest of them still got my Nike boots. Fly, the rest of them. Fly, in the rest of them. Fly, the rest of them still got my Nike Boys, boys, fly. boys, welcome to the week four. Yeah, week four uh, podcast. We're gonna uh, roll through a few things. We also have a super awesome uh, surprise in the middle. Um, gonna recap, you know, week three, see uh, who played well, do some suds and duds, you know. The, the usual, uh, with me, I got Drew, I got Ross, boys, how we doing? Pretty great, pretty you know, great. I
2: I can't complain about a lot of things, I really can't, I live a bit, very blessed life. Uh, last week, we were discussing how all three of us were in the winner's circle, and oh, how just sweet that was. This week's a very different tune. Uh, Josh, congratulations on your record-setting win, it's a very big deal, uh, Drew, you know, uh, me and Drew are sitting one and two. Josh is sitting two and one, but that's okay. That's okay. A little different vibe this week. Definitely fought in the trenches this past week. <laughs> try, tried <laughs> our hardest, goddammit, it, but we uh we lost. Well, you
1: know the best part about this week, you two get to fight in the trenches against each other.
2: It's yeah. honestly, I can't remember a more crucial regular season early season game. Than me and Drew. There's just so much there's so much backstory there. There's so much rivalry. There's so much hatred. Him being the Sacco Commissioner, me being the most recent Sacco, me calling him a pigeon, him giving me the nickname of Ruspin, but Ruspin kind of stuck, and I'm still called Ruspin. I've actually started calling myself Ruspin. I don't <laughs> like that. Um Self-defamation right there. Yeah. No, I don't think Ruspin is bad. I like the the you know, Ruspin's from a loving, caring place, you know. Like yeah. it's like it's like Cubby, right? <laughs> Um, like, I, whenever someone says Matt, I'm always like Davis, like, no, Samuelson. I'm like, I forget right. that guy, that guy. So, you, you know, it could be much worse. Um, Drew's team name is the Rotund Ruspins. So, <laughs> it's
0: just this, it's just a picture of this very, very, very large man. Oh, very funny. Oh, uh, yeah, and I, obese.
2: And, and, and I don't know, I'm not technically obese, so. That feels Technically, like the. Never mind. Oh, probably, probably are
1: by the I'm actual
2: a, scale. I'm not. I checked earlier this week. Thank you very much. I'm actually not even. No, I'm one pound away from being normal weight. I'm only one pound overweight. Thank you for coming. A little bit of insight with Ross Davis and his weight <laughs> situation. We're hey, flowing here, boys. we appreciate here, the boys.
1: transparency. We appreciate the transparency. I'm just All telling. right. Speaking of transparency, uh, we're gonna start off with a re- recap of week three. Um, there was a lot of good matchups here, uh, a few blowouts, um, but really not that many. And there was a lot of implications uh, with with each of these. And I, I and it's only gonna get better and worse for certain teams as we roll through. Um, I think we start with uh, my mine and Naughton's matchup because we we're two two and one teams. The only uh, matchup of true two two and one team, or we were two and or never nope, mind, I guess. Both. Never mind. Close. Don was two and zero, so we needed to stop him. He was a freight train. None of us thought he had a good team, but he was two and zero. What'd you guys think of the matchup?
2: You know, um,
0: go first. Go first.
2: Josh had a record-setting week. Um, what was it? Third all time in points scored in one week. So that's very impressive. Um, Notton still put up the third most points in the week last week and lost. So that is a heartbreaker for Ryan Notton. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I mean... James Robinson. James Robinson's not going to drop 28 points every single game for the rest of the year. So with James Robinson dropping 28 points and him still losing... Correction, 27.9. And him still losing... I'm a little... that It's a little scary for Ryan notton, I think. He's no longer 2-0. Austin Eckler was against the Carolina defense. He's not going to be putting up 25 points every week. James Robinson's likely to be putting up 28. Chris Godwin's hurt. He's out for multiple weeks. DJ Moore sucks. Evan Ingram sucks. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, Russ is cooking. Who and I don't know how hot Russ is going to cook, but he's been nuclear hot. My God. So... Uh, so we'll see. You know, Ryan Naughton's team going forward—it's a two—it's it's two and one. There's no shame in that. Third most points last week, but uh, he just—he went against Josh, and Josh decided to drop 166 points on his bare, naked chest, and it hurt pretty bad, I yeah. imagine.
1: Yeah, it probably didn't feel too good. Um, yeah, I mean, fun week uh, from my side. Not so fun week from Naughton. Excited to see his chug. We'll see if we actually get it today. I'm in the camp of doubtful, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, moving
2: on, on, to on, on to it. pause. Speaking of chugs, gentlemen, it is not an optional thing. It's been under league for the second year now. If you lose in fantasy, you must send a chug. Drew, Notton, Kevin. I'm still waiting for your chugs. Me and Matt. What are you morning. talking
0: about? I chugged literally when I lost on Sunday or Monday night. Oh. I chugged, sent a chug.
2: Just kidding. Kevin. Naughton, Drew, good job. Keep up the chug because you're going to lose this week, too. You're going to need another chug. Kevin, not. then chugs. We had to wait for you guys last week, too. Smith, don't be late again. Tyler, we're still waiting on week two chug. It's getting, it's, it's getting old, gentlemen. Tired of chasing down the chugs. It's supposed to be embarrassing. It's supposed to hurt. As we get older and older and older, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder, and it's just going to keep getting funnier and funnier.
1: Funnier and funnier. I love that. Um all right. Well I guess now let's move on to our next matchup. Uh on my list I got Big Little. Oh, nope.
2: okay. right, I real quick. <laughs> mono mano Are you worried about your quarterback situation?
1: Uh, a little, yeah.
2: Do you think that's the most glaring hole in your um we we'll call it team this year?
1: Uh, right now, yeah. I mean, I haven't caught the injury bug yet. Um, I said it to uh, week two. Uh, I was going to start Joe Burrow, and I got a little—I don't know—geeked out against Philly. I don't know why. Um, decided to put him on my bench. Guy put up 16 points, not bad. Not or sorry, put up 20 points, uh, which pretty good. Um, it's just tough. He's a rookie QB. Uh, he's going to get the start this week. I picked up Tannehill. I thought he would look a lot better against the Minnesota defense. He did not. Um, we'll see. I mean, if quarterback's going to be my Biggest issue, I think I can figure it out by the end of the season. There's gonna be a guy who gets hot cool. and he'll be on waivers. There's we only have, we have one QB. Most guys don't even carry a second QB. Um, it'll be fine.
2: And and I think with as we go through these recaps, you know, a lot a lot of trades been happening. I think it'd be a good good idea to touch point on, you know, how those trades are looking week to week. And so far, ding 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 ding. Josh Kerr is the winner of the Tyler Lockett Todd Gurley sweepstakes.
1: Finally. <laughs> a little bit. But it was really nice having Russell Wilson just tossing bombs to yeah. Tyler Lockett and your boy uh, Metcalf just being an absolute idiot on the one yard line. Like that oh. saved me four points right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was, a- the- was-, Ty- was. Tyler Lockett will never have a game like that ever again. That was insane. You're not wrong, and
1: I'm okay with that. But, but yeah, and it was awesome.
0: Ceiling ceiling wise, Tyler Lockett blows Todd Gurley out of the water every single week. Like the about, ceiling. What
2: do, you, what do you think about floor though?
0: That, see the problem with the problem with any wide receiver is I mean running backs can have a floor of zero, but in reality, if you're the starting running back on a team, you're gonna get a lot more. Um, opportunities opportunities to score rather than someone like uh, a guy a wide receiver who's in a wide receiver 1a wide receiver 1b situation and don't get me wrong they they have russell wilson dk matt and tyler lockett and fuck i'll even throw in uh what's his name more their third guy they all have enough Uh, targets to share because they throw the ball a lot more, especially in a situation where their defense can't keep up, where they have to continue to score points, score points. All those games that Seattle's been in have been massive point totals. Just some friendly betting advice. If Seattle's playing, bet the over.
1: That's fair enough. I'd agree. I mean, lock it through the first three weeks has averaged eight uh, eight receptions. So I don't know what that is targets wise. Um pretty good though. And and he's averaging like right around ten and a half, eleven yards a reception. Um so I mean, you know, he got thirteen targets last week, which is incredible. He, um, just three of, touchdowns, you know.
2: As of right now, Tyler Lockett is pro fantasy focused number three graded wide receiver through the first three weeks.
1: Damn. Not a bad guy to have in your
0: team.
2: Not a bad guy to have in your team. Not a, a tough guy to trade for, trade away. Um, that's fine though, Josh. Let's lead us into the next matchup.
1: All right. So, third time's a charm. Thought I'd give Ross the opportunity to say, wait, 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 wait. Um, bang them sticks. Nuts for uh, <laughs> nuts for lutz. That team always name always gets me. Um, I think we're all pretty high on Matt's team. Um. I I was higher on uh, Tyler's team at the draft. I'm definitely cooling on him. I think I said it last week. I'm cooling on their team. Um, I'm playing him this week. It's going to be a tough week for Tyler. He's got two teams or two guys, two key guys in that they will, they won't, they play COVID game on either Monday or Tuesday. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's going to be a good matchup, but I would give, or I, I I mean, sorry, I thought Matt took a hard loss here.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, last week we labeled Tyler's team as a dud. Um, I said if Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry don't have good games, Tyler's going to lose 13 out of 13 games. Uh, Derrick Henry had a monster game. You know, Derrick Henry put up 26 points. He found the end zone, which he hasn't done yet, all year. Um, but Lamar, well, Lamar Jackson looks bad. I, I'm not afraid to say it. He, he looks bad. He looks terrible, actually. Drew, give me that stat of passing yards.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, that- he,
0: he's the 32nd out of all starting quarterbacks, so last at, at um, passing yardage. He just does not – I mean, and we already knew this. We already knew that he's not – I mean, he can sling the ball for sure, but it's not the way that Lamar wants to play. He wants to scramble out. If he's going to throw the ball, he's going to throw off to one of his four running backs that seem to be in that committee. Or right. he's gonna just hit that small slant option or something like. He's never going to hit the deep ball, which is why Hollywood Brown's getting screwed. Why some? Right. Why? Why Mark Andrews is getting screwed? He he is not going. If Lamar Jackson is beaten on the line where he can't get in, he can't make any forward progress in a scramble or in a run or whatever, he's not going to score any points. It's going to be terrible. In one of my leagues, I have him on, on as my starting quarterback. I lost because of Lamar Jackson, and that is that is the absolute truth. Right. So,
1: so before we get like all down on Lamar Jackson, he said he's something still, in his post game ran. interview that <laughs> I thought was interesting. He called the KC team or KC, uh, yeah, team, his kryptonite. So he's Lex Luthor in this scenario, and he's calling them his kryptonite. And you know not- what? The first two weeks he had two hundred seventy five yards passing, two hundred four yards, passed for three touchdowns in the first week, one touchdown in the second. He had Seven carries for 45 yards and 16 carries for 54 in the second week. I don't think he's out. I think it was a bad week. I think KC is just a tough matchup for them every single year. They still have that mental block. He's playing Washington this week. I think we're going to see a better week. I think we're going to see a rebound.
2: Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in I'm Drew's camp. We'll see. Let's not forget that Chase Young's out this weekend against the Washington. So I think that is a big difference. He's playing Cincinnati the week after that. But the, next, the five weeks after that of Philly, Pitt, Indianapolis, New England, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, t- yikes. T- That's a tough t- stretch. It's a tough stretch. So, you know, we'll see. I think if these two teams played 10, uh, ten times, uh, Matt's team's winning nine times. I just think, you know, I mean, like, Deontay Johnson got a concussion, like, in the first half and then got .9 points. You know, when things like that happen and you lose by – like, if you lose by 15 points or under – and like one of your wide receivers or running backs got hurt in the like first half, that just sucks because like you're missing so much potential. You know, if your guy only had five points in the first half and the second half he had ten points, it's all very feasible and conceivable. And all of a sudden we're talking about how not uh, how Matt is two and one and Tyler is one and two, and we're screaming for the heels for Tyler's team. But instead, Deontay Johnson got hurt. Julian Edelman only got him three point two points. Whew. So I mean. Two a flex and a wide receiver is getting him a combined four point one points. I don't think that's going to be a common thing for Matt's team. I think Matt just threw the short end of the stick. Gaston is flex wrong and his wide receiver too got hurt. So can't win a ball.
1: Fair enough. All right, are we good on this matchup? Yep. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Next up, COVID negative and double fisting dynasty. Two teams. We are all a little concerned about. That being said, Jake put up 149 points last week. He was second highest in the league. Um Pretty strong showing. That being said, Patrick Mahomes balled out for 40 points. What do you guys think?
2: Let me just say this about Jake's team. Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, and his Indianapolis Colts defense accounted for like 75% of his points. The Colts, his defense put up 27 points. That's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen again. Patrick Mahomes looks good. There's no denying that. Um, He put up 20 points, 27 points, then 40 points. His next. Four matchups of New England, the Raiders, Buffalo, and Denver aren't cakewalks. But then again, neither is Baltimore. So I, I think Patrick Mahomes is more going to be around that 20 to 25 point range frequently. And his defense is not going to put up 27 points. So I view this as my trademark term is more of a flash of in the pan. Yes, 16 <laughs> team put up 149 points. But if you look at all three of our rosters, I think all three of us would rather have our teams and our position players except for instead of Jake's team.
1: Well, yeah. so I think it's going to be interesting on Jake's team, though. David Montgomery might see an uptick because they now have a new QB at the helm, and Tariq Cohen tore his ACLs out for the season. That takes away a back in the backfield. That's, there's less of a committee there. It's him and Patterson. We all know Patterson's not a full-time back. So yeah, Montgomery I, might start to work out more for Jake.
2: I understand that, but Montgomery seems like a grounded pound kind of mm-hmm. running back. Um, and he's only the most carries he's ever had in the game is 16. Uh, but that's not a lot of carries, you know? No. Guys like Josh Jacobs are getting 25. Derek Henry's getting 25. You know, he's not that higher echelon of players getting those carries. Is Tariq Cohen stealing those carries? I don't think so. I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched a lot of Bears games. Only that one Bears game that ripped my heart out. And Josh and Drew <laughs> and Cubby stomped all over it. Um it was so funny. I get your point of David Montgomery. He could see more of an uptick. He had six point four weeks last, or six point four points last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Tough. That's not a good number. Um and this next week against Indianapolis and the week after that is against Tampa Bay. So those two weeks are against tough defenses. Let's see what's happened. You know, Big Dick Nick's in the fold. It's going to be a different looking offense, I do think. I think Mitch Trubisky is a terrible, 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 terrible quarterback. So we'll see what happens. Um,
1: I think it's going to open up the field. I do, but but his we'll his, see.
2: his tight end situations dodgy. You know, Dallas Goddard is hurt for a while, and Noah Fant. Yes, Noah Fant is a stud. He is a beastly human being. His quarterback this week is – can't remember his name because he went to Boise State and was an undrafted free agent last Who's, year. Who is this? I, exa- I don't know. I can't remember his name. No,
0: what, what, what's the team?
2: The Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I so have like, no idea. <laughs> Crushing it. All right,
1: so, so flipping sides then, looking at Kevin team, we all know it's in trouble. Joe Mixon, not a guy. Daryl oh, Henderson had a – Pretty, he had a decent two weeks. He might turn to someone. Adam Thielen still has a terrible QB throwing to him. Alan Robinson got upgraded, in my opinion. Twenty-three points, not too shabby. But I mean, Kevin's in flex hell because he can't start even anybody decent. Like he's just in trouble. I oh, I, I don't know. I, I think Jake got the nod for sure because he has a few serviceable players.
0: Kevin really doesn't.
1: Yeah, so
2: here is going in, to be. On. You go ahead, Drew. You go ahead. In
0: go ahead. in a in a way. And obviously Ross will come out with some stats. But in a way, I think Kevin... And I even think Kevin believes this, but don't ever listen to Kevin because he's a snake in season. Um, Kevin is definitely my favorite for the Sacco. He, he, He is in a terrible position. He traded away his best bargaining chip for someone who's bad. I mean, Joe Mixon is bad. He gave away Kelsey... Which he obviously needed to do to make that trade happen, but god damn, Joe Mixon is terrible. Kittle is not better than Kelsey with this injury, for sure. And without an injury, it's up for debate. I honestly, I think Kevin is in real deep shit. He probably, in reality, Ross and I know we'll get onto this. I think he should have actually jumped for Lev Bell. In the hopes that Adam GaSe gets fired, and then when Lev Bell comes back, he was able, he would be able to play. But you did; you gave up Jerry Judy, which you know I think that's a pretty fair trade because you have no idea what's going to happen with Bell. I, t- Kevin really should have put more effort into it, and I know he made a trade. I saw it today, or I know he attempted to make a trade, and it just didn't go through with Matt. But God, Kevin isn't in, in some deep shit for sure. Oh.
2: So let's, you know, let's let's break this down, right? So Kevin's main arguments are going to be Joe Mixon gets touches. True. Joe Mixon currently is fifth in the NFL in carries. He is 42nd in yards per carry. That's just not efficient. So that's interesting. Daryl Henderson last week had the game that Malcolm Brown had week one. If you want to put all your eggs in your basket of Daryl Henderson being your running back too, be my guest. Kevin, both me and you know that is not a smart thing to do. Tight ends. Another argument that Kevin's going to have is that my tight end was hurt, and that's why I only put up still 101 points. Let me give you the top five tight ends from last week in no particular order. Actually, no, that's not true. I know four of them were top five. I don't know where one of them slides in because it didn't happen until Monday night. So top five before Monday night was Jimmy Graham, Tyler Croft, Eric Ebron, and Mo Alley-Cox, and then the fifth was Travis Kelsey. I don't think the first three, four players on, the, on that list were drafted, right? I mean, who the hell is drafting Eric Ebron? No one. No one. Yeah. So it, is that an anomaly? Is that an off week for tight ends? Potentially. Dallas got it right now before his abysmal week, was tight end uh, seven. So, like, tight ends, I'm not going to say they're useless, but it almost feels like they're useless because, like, Travis Kelsey only put up 11 points last week and was tight end number five, right? I mean, like, and you wasted a second-round pick on Travis Kelsey. So you could have had a second-round pick of Aaron Jones who put up way more points than that. So, you know... Just things like that compound. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had the draft strategy of drafting Travis Kelsey in the third round, and he wasn't there because he was taken in the second round. Right. So things like that, you know, Joe Mixon being 42nd in the NFL in yards per carry, Daryl Henderson having a game that Malcolm Brown had week one, and Malcolm Brown didn't see the field last week because he had a broken pinky. You know, I mean, I, I just, whew, a lot of holes there. Scary for Kevin's team. I, I mean, it's, it's tough. Kevin's in a tough situation. Listen to me, league. I said this last week. If we don't touch Kevin, nobody trade with Kevin. Kevin has no players that you want on your team. Everyone has a better wide receiver than Allen Robinson. Everyone has a better quarterback than Cam Newton. If we, on a unified front, just agree to not trade with Kevin, Kevin's going to win the Sacco. Like he really, really is. I really, truly believe that. So don't trade with Kevin. Just don't. He's a snake, as Drew said. He's a snake boy. He's gonna trade you, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's gonna tear his ACL. You're gonna give him like Le'Veon Bell. Well, that's a bad example because that's my player. And Le'Veon <laughs> Bell's gonna become t- running back number one for the next three weeks. So just just stay away from Kevin. Stay away from his team. Kevin, enjoy the sacco.
0: <laughs> I mean right. I'm not I'm not gonna do a sweeping declaration because that is borderline collusion. But of
2: course, Drew's hey. Of course, Drew's not. Drew's already I would bet money that Drew and Kevin are negotiating a trade right now.
0: Oh.. You Caught f- him. You, you've looked through my veil. How dare you?
2: Don't do it, Drew. I'm
0: gonna All try, right, do it. Why would I trade My, tra- my team's great?
1: <laughs> All right, so moving on with that to we're going to go to uh, Drew and her uh, Smith's matchup. This was a heartbreaker for two reasons. One. Because, I mean, it was, it was the closest matchup, I think, by margin. Only five points, five and a half points, uh, different in the spread. But two, I think that these two guys actually love each other the most in the league. Actually, you know what? I'm not questioning that. I know that they love each other the most in the league, which made it all the tougher for Drew to take a loss here. That being said, Drew, you big old dum dumb, you started two tight ends.
0: Okay. Why? I get so- that. I understand what you're trying to do. But come on. Okay, so you, you don't get me wrong.
1: Gaskin was really the, a start.
0: The tight end was <laughs> it, it was a rough, it was a rough call, but in reality, I, I had five players on my bench have zero points. That's because they were either injured or John Brown receiving no targets, no receptions, nothing, no yards, which is odd for John Brown. John Brown is me- usually meant to be. Someone who is a slot receiver. He can do whatever he You needs start Miles Gaskin, though, you win. You're, You're two right. and one. I start Miles Gaskin, I win. I f- Fuck. It, even, even if I started Russell Gage, I would have been at least closer. It, I didn't know who to start. I thought Darren Waller was a must start because after the week prior, it, it, you have to do it. Giannis when'd you, when'd Smith, you put him in? When'd you put him in? Was it your Sunday morning stinker tinker? It was. Uh, I actually swapped them Sunday morning, Gianno Smith. I moved Gianno Smith into the tight end and Darren Waller into the flex because he, he was questionable. But Darren Waller just was locked down. He, he, he did not do well against New England at all. It wasn't that he was hurt or wasn't playing or
2: well, he, did, like that. he did miss a whole entire week. No,
0: I know, but, but but he was on the field quite a bit.
2: Oh yeah, so that that's what I'm saying though. Like, well, so I think two things really played in Darren Waller having a bad week. One, he didn't practice all week. He only had four targets in the game. That's a tough that's a tough ratio. And then two, it was a short week and they were going up against Bill Belichick. You give Bill Belichick an extra day of preparation, you just know Bill Bel especially coming off of a loss. I, I saw a statistic that Bill Belichick after a loss is like 84 and three. Like the guy just doesn't lose after losses. So, Um, uh,
0: but and to the point on if I started Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin played on a Thursday night. And I don't know if this is the same with you guys, but I tend to try to avoid the Thursday night play. The Thursday night play gives me anxiety. If that player does poorly, I feel like it's going to carry on into the weekend and I'm going to be sad on that friday and sad on saturday. I if I can avoid the thursday night play, I do. Always. Because it, thursday night football is great to watch and enjoy, but if you have players or if you if you have to rely on players playing in that game, you're like god damn it. This sucks because if something happens, you can't make a change.
2: See, you I know? I'm almost a 180 degree different view than you drew. Really? I I almost find myself not able to watch football on a Thursday night unless I have players playing. Um, I'm, just also, saying, I'm just saying it's another night of football
0: because I enjoy
2: football so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, I, but like, more often than not, the Thursday night football game is the Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Which is a great Bronx.
0: game. Don't even go there. <laughs>
2: that was a very boring game for 80% no, of it. No, it,
0: it was amazing. Nick Chubb yeah. had like 29 points.
2: All right, but I digress. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. played great. Eldo's, Odell's back. I'm sold. Um, and, but, All right. Hold All on. Let me, just, let me just say this. I, I don't blame Drew for starting Darren Waller because I think 10 out of 10 weeks, Darren Waller – or 9 out of 10 weeks, Darren Waller will probably score more points than Miles Gaskin. Yeah.
0: And honestly, and I am gonna just give a quick shout out to Smith. His team played very, very well. Uh, Mike Evans with two receptions for two yards for two <laughs> t- TDs is like the most what the fuck uh, stat line in history. Um, he uh, he really benefited from Devin Singletary being the only back. You know th- his team's good. His team, his starting lineup is good, and he's got one or two bench players that he can play. The rest are questionable at best. Um, but Smith, I think, deserved the win. I think it would have been kind of shitty if I snuck out from a Justin Tucker multiple field goal game. And it was, it thought I felt like it was going that way. And Ross, you can attest to this: how the Ravens just needed to do a little bit more, uh, and as did. Uh, the Chiefs just to get you that hit the over. Oh, Andy Reid, you
2: if, bastard.
0: If, if they had gone on the – if they had gone, uh, just kicked the field goal a couple times, and I know it doesn't fit the, you know, game the script. arithmetic of it or the game script on how you can win, but just to put some points on the board, they, you know, you have eight minutes left and you are like 22nd and four. Kick the field goal, man. Like- so
2: don't, don't get me started on this. It's going to be a five-minute Ross rant. We don't have time for that. Josh, let's get to the next game. All
1: right. So last but not least, we got the two-time Sacco versus the one-time Sacco. Uh, Team George Costanza versus Big Baby Davis. Um, Ross, you got routed a little bit. 30-point spread here. I think it was the largest spread. Oh, no. Jake versus Kevin was the largest spread. But uh, second-largest spread here. Um, your team didn't perform. Uh, Cubbies did. It kind of shocked us all a little bit. Uh, his trade actually paying dividends almost immediately. Kelsey uh, looked strong. Kittle didn't play. Um, obviously we know that Kevies, or, sorry, Cubbies team is plagued with injuries. trey Cohen went down. He's out for the season. Uh, CMC is not going to be back for another three to five weeks at this point. We'll see where that goes. Um, and DeAndre Swift's just not really working out. Um, and, you know, I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think? How do you feel about this matchup? Um, I think Cubby definitely deserved the win. Um, and I guess, Ross, are you at all concerned about your running back situation?
2: No. So kind of going back, I mean, Drew, are you worried about Darren Waller? No. So, so I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs. Am I worried about Kenyon Drake? A little. My, uh, on a scale of 10, my panic is probably like a 3.5 because let me tell you why. <laughs> Hold <laughs> okay. on. Let me tell you why. If I told you before the season started, you're going to have a running back that is fourth in carries, thirteenth in yards per carry, is on a good offense. Wouldn't you say you want that as your running back too? Yeah. So but if you said
1: it was Kenny Drake, I'd have been like, nah, pass.
2: Okay, but that's what Kenny Drake's stat line is right now. He's thirteenth in yards per carry. He's fourth in total carry. You know, so he's getting the looks. He Kyler Murray was just God the first two weeks, and then the Arizona Cardinals. Where's had Joe Mixon on that list? I, I mean What do you mean? I already. I already gave how those many, stats. For how many rate.
1: carries does he have compared he's, to Kenyon Drake?
2: 50. I already fifth. gave these stats. He was fifth, yeah. but he was forty-second yards per carry. Listen, <laughs> which is way um, worse than Kenyon Drake. <laughs> which is way worse than Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake averages ten points a game. Did I think Kenyon Drake would be better? Obviously, but if Kenyon Drake, if Kenyon Drake is my weakest point on my team, and he's averaging ten points a game. I don't see that as a huge red flag because I think my quarterback situation's great. I just I I got too cute this week. I was like Aaron Rodgers. I sh- Aaron Rodgers on prime time. That's all you gotta say to play Aaron Rodgers. I didn't do that. Um I think Josh Jacobs is a workhorse back. I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs at all. Like I said, short week, didn't practice all week, playing Bill Belichick after a loss. That's just a recipe for disaster. You put up bad points. Um Odell is my wide receiver three slash four when A.J. Brown comes back healthy. Um, as ESPN's reporting this week, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a huge week against the Dallas Cowboys secondary. And as I said, I'm ready to get hurt again. <coughs> D.K. Metcalf, if he didn't, you know, at the one-yard line, get that ball poked out, I think he's wide receiver one right now. So, I think that's incredible. Um, tight ends, as I mentioned, tight ends are tight ends. And Kenny Galladay is back. So, I'm not worried about my team, per se. Being one and two is not where you want to be. But, again, I think Kenny Galladay...
0: There's a lot of season left.
2: A lot of season left. And I I think Matt Ryan had a bad week because the Chicago Bears, Julio Jones was gone. Aaron Rodgers had a great week. So I guess wrong with Aaron Rodgers. And if DK Metcalf got that touchdown instead of getting poked out, if I played those two players differently, all of a sudden I might have actually won this week. So... You know, it's just it's small things like that that make a huge difference in a week. Uh, I haven't been able to figure out my defensive positioning yet. My defense all season total has gotten me five points over three weeks. So you know, if I if I switch that around, get five or six points a week for my defense, you know, the pieces are there to have a very 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 good fantasy team. And I mean, all all due respect to Covey, he. Put together a team. He was first on the waiver wires, and I mean, he got his pick. You know, Jarek McKinnon, who put up 15 points. Calverley put up 14. Juju Smith-Schuster put up 14, um, and I think Tyler Boyd surprised all of us by putting up 17.5. So, you know, things like that happen. You know, Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray's always going to have more than 15, probably less than 30 every single week. Um, so, I think moving forward, you know. Both Cubby and I mean, moving forward, would you rather have my roster or Cubby's roster? Right, not with without CMC for the next five weeks. Whose roster would you rather have? I mean, I'd rather have yours, but exactly. I actually, but in reality,
0: um, I think yeah, Cubby, and obviously we're gonna re, we're gonna regroup onto that trade. Um, Cubby, I actually don't think is as bad as everyone likes to think. We always give him shit because he makes moves and decisions that we would never do because they're dumb as shit but I don't actually think he's handled this that poorly and I think his team although it, it sometimes is a laughing stock cuz we're like why would you have started him like why 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 would you do that sometimes it's bad but sometimes it really works out and quite frankly I feel like the Tyler Boyd pick he is a Bengals he loves Bengals players he always has he second year in a row where I think he had Tyler Boyd and uh, Joe Mixon on his team, and they were terrible last year. I think it's it's funny that he is so loyal to some players, but at the same time, sometimes it really pays off. And I think he has good players. And I think, depending on the week, depending on the matchups, I think he can beat most people in the league. But he doesn't have a consistent team, which I find that your team is... If you picked the right team, your team would just be way more consistent.
2: Right. Like, I think you have
0: more consistent players is what I'm saying.
2: Right. So, uh, let's – I mean, once CMC gets back, let's not forget, Jarek McKinnon will not be the sole running back on that team anymore. Melvin Gordon's going to have Phillip Lindsey back. I mean, if Tyler – if he has one more injury on his team, he's – I mean, like – and also, his team's production last week was just ludicrous. Like, I'm pretty sure – Ludicrous. Yeah, Luda, Juju Smith-Schuster got, I think, four targets, and he had four catches.
1: Um, I have five targets, four receptions. Okay,
2: yep. so it's so I'm not that far off. Calvin Ridley really is going to slow down eventually. Like, he has to. But the same argument is made for me, so DK Metcalf's probably going to slow down too. So, it'll be interesting. DeAndre Swift, I don't think, got a single carry. He didn't, can't confirm. Did not get a single carry. I mean, are you going to play Ronald Jones? You know, so, like, once CMC comes back, once Jarek McKinnon, his team comes back. Once Philip Lindsay comes back, his team is—it's going to be pretty dodgy. You know that—that's my only point.
1: I think all fair points. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Enter
2: intro music. Uh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, by ladies I mean Ryan Notton. We are joined today on the guys to go for two podcast by a very special guest, a three-time trophy winner, two-time Sacco winner, one-time Shiva winner, the Sacco winner before me and the Sacco winner before himself cuz he won two in a row, overall win percentage of 40%, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Davis.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We even practice that. I'm still no intro music. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> glad everyone, to be here. Glad it's be crazy. Here. My switchboard is so sophisticated I can't even use it.
2: What? <laughs> that, that's the problem we're facing. Matt, as you know, you're kind of our first run guinea pig. So we, me, myself, Drew, uh, Josh, really you yourself, me, myself, and I, Drew and Josh, really appreciate you coming on first. You know, how you feeling about the season? You know, we're three weeks in, you're one and two. How do you feel about that?
3: Well, I'll be honest. I'm a little upset. I'm one and two. But <clears throat> looking at, you know, how many points I've scored total as a team week to week, I'm feeling so confident in my team. I haven't had a total blunder of a week yet. I mean, my quote unquote blunder of a week would be 114-ish points or whatever it was. Um, That's a
0: respectable week any day of the
3: week year. Ex- exactly like if yes. I average that at the end of the season I will have no problem with that whatsoever I mean all I need is to go against up some of these you know up against some of these teams that are kind of all over the place <clears throat> maybe not another Josh Kerr run where he drops 150 fucking points on my, on my chest but you know 66 but okay know. you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly it didn't even matter like when he gets up that high it doesn't even matter <laughs> Uh, but all in all, I feel pretty good about my team. I never have trouble setting a lineup like I do, you know, most years. I pretty much just kind of keep it the same, um, you know, just roll with it.
2: So you you have a pretty extensive and extensive, I say in quotations, because I don't actually know how long it takes you. Um, but you show up every single draft with a pretty extensive list of do not touch and touch and things like that. Uh, do you think that's kind of led to your so far having the second most points for in the league?
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, it, it It's definitely helped a little bit. I mean, I think I understand what I was, you know, I had a moral plan this year. Um, And I mean, my, my list is uh, of do not draft is definitely, you know, grown, but I think the biggest boon to my, to my success here was drafting after Cubby and before Jake. I think that, uh, may have given me a two or three free picks that I shouldn't have otherwise gotten.
2: <laughs> you think you think that really uh really played yeah. into your early season? Success? Oh yeah.
3: That round that round two Aaron Jones pick that was still on the board, yeah, that, that helped a ton. That was huge. Couldn't <laughs> I'm,
0: couldn't I'm, even I'm, believe it happened. I nope. mean it was astonishing. There was a I lot was... of things that could have happened and you're just I'm gonna be honest, you were very lucky to be
3: drafting after I looked Miles dead in the eyes. We like locked fucking vision and I just shook my head and he's just like, What? Like, what just happened? I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna roll with it. <laughs> I know I'm oh. picking.
2: <laughs> so whenever you went to go put up Aaron Jones on the board, <clears throat> in my mind he was just already gone. Cause everyone's like, <laughs> Wow, what a pick by Matt before he put the sticker up. Then I was like, Who's he picking? DeAndre Hopkins? And they put up Aaron Jones, and I was like, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. I could have picked Aaron Jones. Uh, actually, that's not true. I had to keep her in the second round, but I digress. Um, so you hear all three of our opinions all the time on, you know, what we got going on in the league, our opinions on the league, you know, who's a stud, who's a duds, new little game show we're doing. In your opinion, Matt, how's the overall league looking? You know, who's an early Shiva contender? Who's an early Sacko contender in your mind? Give me, like – two Shiva contenders in your mind. Mm. Please don't include yourself. Again,
3: oh, two, I, I'm not two. going to. Yeah. Okay, so my top two right now, honestly, <clears throat> so I gave you a lot of shit at the draft, but Josh Kerr is up there. He's, he's actually my number one pick right now. I know it's kind of weird, but so far watching his team perform week to week, it surprised me every week. I mean, sure, he had a what low score week. What was that? Um, week solid one, points. Week and, one? And, yeah.
0: When we talked about how week one with no preseason that was exactly
3: gonna happen. exactly and i mean this guy's been i mean you've been coming week two week three you're looking solid now i think you've really you've really gotten rolling and you're looking good um i don't know if i can pick two that would contend for shiva right now just because everyone's so close to being you know at 500 josh and i talked about this earlier but i mean in this league right now you're either two and one or you're one and two no one's no one's oh three no one's three oh um However, that being said, I definitely think we have uh, some sacko contenders. I, you know, I don't want to say it's, you know, a three-way tie, but it's it's looking tough. I'm Kevin looking like he's going to win the sacko. Jake looking like he might win the sacko. Ross, sorry, but you're looking like you might win the sacko. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say this. Josh puts up 80 points, nobody blinks an eye cuz he puts up 160 the next week. Not say I'm going to put up 160. But I'm right. going to put up a point total that might. You might put up almost
3: 120, right? Yeah. The, the <laughs> tough thing is Ross. That variance. <laughs> that variance scored him a win. Not only one win, two wins. So
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I'm just saying. Also, <laughs> his, bad, his bad week, and my bad week, for that matter, were all in week one. Yours was I, in week three, which is okay. an entirely different kettle of fish.
2: I guess if you look at, let's not get into this. This is not the mm. point of the podcast <laughs> yeah. where we're gonna shit on Ross's team. Ross's team is gonna rebound in a way that'll make Drew cry, cry <laughs> to his mother. Um, no, I regret. I, I regret I, asking that question. I feel like I'm getting slided over here. I'm leading this No,
1: interview. no, I, I love Matt's response. I th- I think you are a little premature on saying that I'm a, a Shiva contender because I think there's a lot there's a lot of injury that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of COVID that's going to happen. I think it's too early to say that, but we can go off of the injuries that have already occurred. And I think, um, you're close with who I would ag- I would agree with as a potential uh, Sacco contender through the first two weeks. But like you said, a lot of one and two. Lot of two and one. It's a 500 league. Everyone's competitive. You never know who's gonna swing a huge trade.
2: What I wanna see is you know, I I don't mean to just shit on Cubby because I I feel mean when I do that. But like you guys remember like two or three years ago was Cubby was like eighth in points four, but he made it to the Shivable just because like every single time he played, like yeah, he put up 90 points, but like the person that played him put up like 75 and he just kept scraping by. I'm looking I, – I got a feeling that's just going to happen this year. I, it, clearly, it's not going to be Matt that does that because Matt's had like a combined 800 points dropped on him in the first three weeks. <laughs> but I, I, I really have this feeling that, that someone's not going to have an impressive season and make it pretty far. And, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, Matt, I think we've covered enough of, you know, uh, week three power rankings in Matt's mind. Matt, you're a big bully, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Just for everyone's knowledge, we're going to bring on every single person in the league, hopefully, interview you guys, ask you guys the same set of questions. This next question is going to be a hotly debated topic. Matt, who is your favorite member in the guys that go for two? Can we have a little
3: bit of, like, you know, I want to say rules, maybe like guidelines? Like, what am I basing this off of? So, or is this completely on, you know? Yeah. Caveat away.
2: You can do whatever you, can you want. Have, Yeah, You can
0: have your own caveats. So if you're like, if, oh man. if you want to say like favorite person because you think that they actually put in the time and effort mm-hmm. uh, into making a good team, go with that. If you want to say your favorite person because you love them,
2: that inflection
3: indicated that drew wanted you to say him there so what's what's tough what is tough is that i i I am gonna pick drew right now and let me let me let me explain so number one when it comes to who's delivered the most consistent content week to week as far as fantasy football goes drew has the most Content and it's, I mean, it's definitely unique content. I mean, every week he's coming with analogies with you know comparing people to what they are. My favorite I look forward to every year is the Thanksgiving comparison. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I i love that. Um, and outside of fantasy football, I mean, this dude plays siege with me all the time. I'm not gonna love that. I mean, I know sure Ross and Josh, you guys play games with me too, but come on, Drew's just the whole package
0: oh i i ca- that's fine ca- call me a cooked goose because i loved that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is that
2: what does that mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay that was great uh jesus christ drew i'm glad you're a cook could you get me a cooked pigeon <laughs> all right moving on to the next question we asked you who's your favorite member of the league with all the caveats in the world who is your least favorite member of the league also with Mm. some caveats if you wanted to put that
3: yeah, i mean i use the same ruling or you know same methodology i guess that i use for drew so it's either going to be tied between uh you know i guess i can't even really count miles he's not really a member of the league as far as you know communication in the in the freaking group chat but it's a big tie between uh between smith and tyler right now i mean come on both guys are kind of lackluster in the group chat, and I get it. They got bigger and better things than us going on, but I mean, at least put a little bit of effort going forward. Smith, at least, sent his wine chug. Tyler didn't even send that. I mean, well, come on. Where is that right now? Like, come on. That's the that's carbs, guys. I Couldn't not, agree I'm not
2: even, more. I'm not even sure Tyler has talked in the group me in the past two weeks. I, he chirped after... back at me yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he... he said
3: when we were talking about the beer chug and everything, he 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 did chirp at josh a little bit and then as soon as we brought up the chugging it was like you know and i get it you know that the chug sucks i mean i can attest i'm the worst one here i am painful to watch i know it you know it like (laughs) watching
2: that (laughs) chug beer is just like today he, he. so he sent his chug one correct me if i'm wrong but it's warm natty light isn't it warm no
3: it was it was slightly chilled out of the fridge
2: uh Well, your first mistake is having cold beer, beer, chugging beer. It's got to right. be warm beer. It goes down way smoother.
3: Um, then it tastes even more like pee. Like, I'm not yeah, going to do that. I don't
2: you're I not, have I like chill beer. Oh, got it. So you're drinking the Natty Light for the warm-filling taste that you drink it for? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> no no one's fair. casually sipping yeah, on a Natty Light. But cold items have less of a taste
3: to them. That's True. just straight facts. Your tongue gets numb to it.
2: Yeah, but you you also get brain freeze and the that, carbonation. That is true. That, and the, car- <laughs> the carbonation is also more intense in cold beverages, so it gives you more hiccups slash more um, burps, which, as we witnessed today in <laughs> Matt's chug, is a frequent. <laughs> my my
3: two thirty p.m. chug, yeah, it's pretty
2: solid. Wait, so what's your background? How come how come you can do a two thirty p.m chug like I can't do a 2 30 p.m chug are you just in the middle of a meeting and you're saying fuck this I'm chugging it up or what um
3: I mean I wasn't like it was the end of a meeting you know it was a little like five minute grace period between one meeting to the next and I had to grab lunch anyway so I'm like you know what I'll get this out of the way get get this uh Wednesday rolling <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you kept the party going or was it a one-time thing
3: oh that was a one-time thing <laughs> I had to go do a responsible adult things, so unfortunately
2: got it got it got it okay Last pick that we have scripted. I'm sure we'll have some off scripted questions to end the interview. Um, You know, you kind of touched on this before. What was your – I'll split this into two questions. Who has been your favorite performer on your team to this date? Second part of the question is who was your favorite draft pick? So, Mm -hmm. you know – You know, the person that's performing the best could have been via trade, could have been waiver acquisition, could have been you just really like him. Because like, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is really good for the locker room. You said that one year when you're playing fantasy football, And then your (laughs) your favorite pick in the draft is, you know, you couldn't believe that player was there. You jumped on him. You you love the feeling to have him on your team. You think he's going to take over to the top.
3: So luckily, I can answer this two part question as a one part answer, because I think Aaron Jones kind of fulfills both those check marks on my team i mean that was an easy draft choice for me couldn't couldn't imagine why he was still on the board at my pick i mean i was what third pick so second round coming back to me it was still there i know we had a lot of keepers this year in the first round but still i mean i could have i can't see why cubby picked uh Kittle before aaron jones to um, trade him to kevin yeah, exactly
2: They could right. trade him away
3: Obviously. <laughs> um
2: Poor and Travis then it was also drafted early in the second round
3: And then uh, as far as, you know, Aaron Jones performance, I mean, this dude, the minimum he's put up is 15.6 weeks, 15.6 points. And that's across two weeks. And then he had obviously the 40 burger he dropped week two. I mean, granted, that's probably not going to happen ever again. But I mean, talk about an average point of like, what, 25 to 30. I mean, I, you know, I can't scoff at that. That's pretty damn solid.
2: (laughs) Are Are you any concerned at all that? Yes, obviously, Aaron Jones is outperforming. But if we're realistic, the first three weeks weren't that great of competition. Um, you know, you got the stout, stout Atlanta Falcons defense coming up. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be 150 points for Aaron Jones. But are you at all concerned with the fact that it is a crowded backfield there? You know, they drafted AJ Dillon in the second round. They haven't really played him yet because Aaron Jones is just doing so well. Mm. But do you think if there's any point where if Aaron Jones were to slip up a little bit? AJ Dillon comes in, you know, they got uh, the Williams guys at Jamal. I can never keep it. It's Jamal Williams, right?
1: I think Jamal yes. Williams
0: moved though.
2: No, Jamal Williams. Is he still, still, there? He's still yeah, there? He's still there. He's so, still the
0: secondary back.
2: So do you think there's any concern at all that, A, those two guys might take away from the carries, or B, if Aaron Jones has a, bag, a bad game, maybe to take Matt LaFleur is yanking this guy out?
3: Honestly, I can take one bad game. I don't think it'll be you know a reoccurring theme across the rest of the season you know one one bad game here, maybe there <clears throat> that's fine um you know, plus I got clyde Edwards Alaire to pick up the slack, so not that's a bad guy not a, a bad
2: guy. guy not a bad guy to have it, um so kind of going off of who's your so favorite? I,
1: oh i actually no. i got a i got a question i i, I got a, i got a good one i think and I want to call it on the block off the block so Personally, I believe no team is ever whole, and we're all trying to work ourselves into a better position to achieve a Shiba. Now, my question to you is, who's on the trading block and who's absolutely off the block? Now, obviously, mm. there's some strategy here, so you don't have to say, oh, I 100% want to trade this guy. But is there anybody in your team you're willing to float out there to the rest of the league who listens to this? And anybody, if they send you a request, you just go, no, don't, don't, even, don't even try.
3: So on the block, like off the block, that. who you got? All right, so on the block, probably... Honestly, I know I told Ryan Naughton directly to his face that Gasecki was not on the block, and I'm sorry <laughs> that I said that. <laughs> but he probably is on the block. He's a good tight end. Um, I mean, I have Mark Andrews, who is also a really good tight end. But the thing is, if a trade presented itself to me where it was like a couldn't pass up deal for Gasecki, where someone has you know overloaded on wide receivers or running backs and you know I'm, for a reason, needing uh, in either of those positions, I mean, he would be probably the first person i would go to trade up uh, especially now that i've finally gotten rid of levion bell off my off my roster um so i mean that's probably the only person i'd be willing to trade away right now um everyone else i'm still kind of you know in that feeling out phase um i mean there's some wide receiver twos and threes down there that i really just don't even really care about i mean they're just kind of <laughs> like fillers for right now for bye weeks but i'm you know too scared to drop them in case you know something comes up but yeah, I'd say Seki's probably the only one I'd be willing to 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 offer up if the trade came my way.
2: Are you at all concerned by the lack of uh, Mark Andrews' production over the past? You know, I mean, I know he had that monster game week one where he got those two touchdowns, but I mean, he's been pretty lackluster these past two weeks. Are you at all concerned about that?
3: Yeah, no, you're definitely not wrong, especially since like um, against the Chiefs, I think. I mean, the Chiefs game was like uh, what, like fifty some odd points total, both teams combined. Like there Mm -hmm. should have been some opportunity there for him. Um, so I mean, that's why I have him starting in my lineup this week right now, just because he's against uh, who the fuck is he against? Washington. Oh right, yeah, that's why I put him in. Um, so you know, I'm I again, I mean, we're gonna see how he does, but. This may be the week that I find out that, okay, maybe I just don't start Mark Andrews. Maybe I'm starting Gusecki and Mark Andrews is going to be the one that's up up on the trading block. Um, So, I mean, really, it's just I'm I'm feeling it out still. I mean, week three, I think I've got a little bit of time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, here's something that might give you a little bit more in the answer pool. Uh, Lamar Jackson is 32nd out of 32nd for starting quarterbacks for passing yards this season. So Mark Andrews being on that team just does not always allow for him to get that pass. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to sway your decision on moving in Gasicki, but Gasicki is playing, a, the, the Dolphins are playing up against a, a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, Seattle backfield, hmm, which terrible. is a lot, which is allowed like 400 passing yards each game.
2: You know what, Drew? You bring up a good point with Lamar Jackson being 32nd in passing yards because they haven't, like, they haven't exactly played great secondaries, and their next six weeks they got some tough games coming up. So that'll be interesting to to look out for, Matt. Uh, I like that question, Josh. It's a good little twist there.
1: Thanks. (laughs) all right so we're about 30 minutes in um we want to keep this segment fairly short just you know pull some people in the league but uh, i think that's going to wrap it up um cue the intro music
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: boys hope you enjoyed that quick intermission we got matt on our podcast uh had a pretty good conversation i thought i mean Some of the boys might disagree, but who knows? I thought it was fun. Uh, And we'll get some more boys rolling through here in the next few weeks. Um, That being said, we're going to review trades real quick. Uh, We obviously had one trade this last week, uh, or I guess one trade so far this week. Um, Boys, break it down for me. What do you think?
2: So for your guys' information, what the trade actually was, was Ross Davis, a.k.a. myself, Traded Jerry Judy to Matt Davis, also known as Matt, <laughs> um, for, for, for Le'Veon Bell. Um, in my seat, the reason that I think the trade is a win for both of us, keep it short and sweet, Matt wasn't going to play Le'Veon Bell. His running backs were too strong. Uh, I'm not going to play Jerry Judy. My wide receivers are too strong. Let's do that swap. For me, I think the upside is more there personally. I think the Jets are going to lose in embarrassing fashion against the embarrassing Denver Broncos right now. I think that Adam Gase is going to get fired. Le'Veon Bell is going to come back, and there's going to be a new head coach in the New York Jets. And I think they're just going to run Le'Veon Bell because he's a $56 million running back, and you got to run those guys. They're paying $56 million.
0: I have to agree with Ross. I think think Le'Veon Bell, although a total risk, and he's no spring chicken. You know, he, he looked decent in, in the offseason. He was doing a lot of workouts. The Jets were saying, oh, he's going to be really great. Jets didn't use him. Well, more, more like Adam Gase didn't use him. Just like they said with like Herndon, didn't use him. He's on the field, never. Like, it's so weird. The Jets, like, are lying through their teeth to throw, off, throw the scent off players. It's not working. They're 0-3. They're terrible. Adam Gase might be the only person who doesn't think he's going to lose his job uh, because he hasn't changed anything. Uh, But he's just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm doing a fine job not playing the players that I'm supposed to be playing. Like Ross says, $56 million running back. You think they would play him? They don't. Um, But who knows? I think they said, what, week five he's projected to come back? Obviously, Ross isn't going to play him week five. It just, that's just not how it works out. Right. But Ross probably won't play him until he sees production and a reason to play him. But once that happens, if that happens, I think it will be really good for Ross's team and not to discount on Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy is wide receiver one on the Broncos. And, you know, when Drew Locke comes back, because I think he just had a, did he just sprain his rotator cuff or something right it's he didn't break it yeah he, he, he yeah, he didn't shoulder. break anything, he didn't break his uh shoulder blade or collarbone or anything like that where he'd be out for the season or something like that. He just sprained it, they gave him like a two week timeline. I think they're because this was a short week, they're gonna add another week he'll be back next week. Jerry Judy will be a productive wide receiver, probably get you like anywhere from nine to 15 points a game, which I think is already what he's hitting on now. You know, maybe he'll... 7.6, 8.2, 8.0. He will see an uptick in production because Cortland Sutton was was playing when he was there. And now he's out for the rest of the season. I think Jerry Judy was a great acquisition by Matt because there is not a whole lot of risk. You know what you're going to get. You know what his floor is. We haven't really seen a ceiling yet. We'll see what happens. I thought it was a pretty good trade. I can't really say anyone's a winner yet or loser. Um, but I think Ross is obviously hoping that Lev Bell will look like the Lev Bell of four years ago or three so years ago.
1: So, real quick, uh, I know Jerry Judy was originally on Smith's team. Who did you trade to get Jerry Judy?
2: Darius Slayton, who has been. So, the, <laughs> the, the original <laughs> trade was the Giants. It was. Devin Singletary, Darius Slayton, for Antonio, excuse me, Antonio Gibson, Jerry Judy. So if we turn that and say, I got Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Gibson for Darius Slayton, Devin Singletary, like
1: that's you want that, 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 that right. you made your team better there.
2: Right. Absolutely.
1: So, so I, so I think you made, you navigated like, which is sometimes tough to do with the, all these pieces that we have in our league, but I think you navigated that very well. And I, I, I tend to think that the Lev Bell, I mean, he's an unknown. We don't know, but they're saying Gase is going to get fired if they lose this week. So you might see that huge uptick. He might be a cowbell back, which your team could benefit from.
2: And, and who knows? Maybe this trade happens, and Le'Veon Bell is just absolutely terrible. There's a definite possibility of that. Um,
1: maybe he decides he wants to be rotund and just maybe you know do shit.
2: I think I do think though. Um, one, he's under the age of thirty, so he's not over that. <gasps> he's too old, running back right. number, you know. Um, and I, I was never gonna play. Jer- Jerry Judy was wide receiver five on my team, you know. So if I trade my fifth best wide receiver for a if like a hot, it's like the ceiling on Le'Veon Bell is so much higher right. than Jerry Judy, so that's what the trade's for. Like you said, Drew, you know, you know this, you know the floor. Of Jerry Judy, we don't know the ceiling of Le'Veon Bell, so I, I think in terms of what our teams needed, I think we, I think we're both. This doesn't seem so one-sided like every other trade in the league right. has seemed so far.
1: So I'm glad you say that because last week we had a trade between Kevin and Cubby that we're gonna relook at that we thought was, I thought was pretty fair, but I thought Cubby won it. And you guys tended to decide no, with the no, side I that was, I won that was, trade.
2: No, no the, that was me. That was me. No, that I was, was,
1: Ross was on the island by himself. That's my bad.
2: And gentlemen, I will say it. I will hang my head low and I will say it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was so <laughs> wrong. I was so incredibly wrong. Kevin Davis got by Cubby. Cubby went fucking Eddie Van Halen on Kevin's ass and played him like a guitar in the song Panama. It's embarrassing if I'm Kevin Davis. I already gave the stat on how tight ends are so random and aren't that crucial. Um, so there's that. As well as Joe Mixon stinks more than anybody in the whole entire world. Uh, and, don't, and don't forget that like Joe Mixon's like next starting uh, like teams he's playing against Jacksonville. Who's like not that intimidating, like whatever. But then it goes Baltimore, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Washington. Like he might not put up double digits the rest of the year. It's very, it's very feasible that Joe Mixon doesn't put up double digits the rest of the year. Again, big caveat to see how Christian McCaffrey does respond to his sprained ankle. Um, you know, if he's a shell of the player that he was, uh, obviously it's kind of a draw at that end. But my God, Cubby, kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you.
0: I mean, there's not much I can add. But I I think we – I mean, I think Ross's point last week was that are you really going to value uh, – are you really going to value the possibly number one ride or running back who won't come back for six weeks? Because by that time – because at the time, Cubby was 1-1, one and, one, and or, yeah, he was 1-1, one one, right? He wasn't 0-2. He was 1-1, one and, one, yeah, yeah, and he was if right. he, he lost right. every single one of those weeks before Christian McCaffrey got back and he didn't come back until week eight, Cubby would be out of the playoffs. Like, he probably wouldn't be able to work his way back up. He'd probably have gotten discouraged. He would have traded away players. But Cubby, I think, can look at his team now and be like, okay, I'm going to lose some. But in reality, I'll probably win one or two, maybe three, and then when CMC comes back, my team's going to be even better. Cubby is in the driver's seat in this because of this trade, and he is going to, and he knows it. He's going to have bad weeks, but he's going to have weeks where he's going to sneak away that win. This week wasn't even a sneak away. This week he put Kevin to the fucking sword. It was embarrassing for Kevin, and Kevin is having some freakouts. You can totally tell.
2: I will say, Cubby's team, it does does look tough (laughs) coming up here. It looks tough this upcoming week. He is against nuts for Lutz. so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, fantasy football is a weekly based game, and weekly basis Cubby's won. So kudos to Cubby, (laughs) to Kevin.
1: Love that. All right. Um, Trying to think, was there one last thing we wanted to discuss, or is that
2: it? I wanted to talk about Jake Kerr and Josh Kerr's trade. Jake Kerr, you blubber, you blubber, uh, blubber, blah, blubber, blah, blah, blah. you dumbass. God damn it. You chirped me and the group me because of how good of a game Todd Gurley has. One, Tyler Lockett had a three times better game than Todd Gurley did. Imagine what would have happened if you had Tyler Lockett on your team instead of Tyler, Todd Gurley. Two, Todd Gurley's snaps have decreased 23% since week one. And I'm not saying carries. I'm not saying targets. I'm saying snaps. Let me give you a little bit of stats here. Todd Gurley had 35 snaps. Brian Hale had 23. Brian Hale had a very impressive 50-yard touchdown run. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm 0-3. I'm probably not re-signing Todd Gurley at his $5 million cap space. I'm probably going to play Brian Hill, who has two more years on his rookie contract after this year. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm the Atlanta Falcons personally, I'm going to play my second-year running back called Brian Hill. Hey, hell of a lot more than Todd Gurley. Because playing Todd Gurley doesn't bring me value because Todd Gurley is not more efficient, not faster, and not better than Brian Hill. So suck my dick, Jake. Come at me again. You get my <laughs> wife's name right. Who has Brian Hill on their team? I don't... Some nobody. Oh, I don't I that actually bench. think he, he might be on... on...
0: somewhere else.
2: Might be on Tyler's on... bench.
0: God. Who's God? Is that... Kevin. That's Kevin. That's Kevin's Kevin. team. Kevin, some wordy advice? You might want to play Brian Hill next week. I don't know.
2: He's against Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't look very good against running backs. And then he plays Carolina, Minnesota, and Detroit. They don't look very good against running backs either. So, it's definitely interesting. You know, I just... His carries went from three the first two weeks to nine and one reception the next week. So, like, they're make they're making a trend. They're changing it over. So... That's tough if you're Kevin. That's a that's a tough thing to see. Jake. So, or not Kevin. I'm sorry. Uh, Jake, you dumb bitch.
1: I love it. All right, boys. That's all the time we have. I uh, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Ross, lead us out.
2: Gentlemen, any questions, comments, or concerns, text us, tweet us, put us in, put the comments on the league page. Drew, I'm going to sod you Hey, sodomize that's what I said week. to you, dude. That is all, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Drew, I'm going to cash for you this better. week. You like that better? Okay. Have a good evening, everyone. Have a good week, everyone. Good luck to everybody except for Drew. I'm I hope you die alone Ross. in the hole. <laughs>